Welcome to the Westside Gathering Podcast, and thanks for making the time to learn and grow with us. Here, you'll find teaching from our live Sunday gatherings. After the message, we'll say a little more about our church and how you can connect. But for now, let's jump right in. So we heard some from the younger people, as you could see from the video, that was some of our youth and our young adults. And up here, I have some of our adults that uh, have been around Westside for a little while. So I'm just going to ask uh, the panel here, here I am asking questions, what your name is and uh, how you came to Westside. Hi, I'm Nick. Uh, I've been going to Westside now for 13 years and uh, it's been an amazing, amazing journey. And I, the community is awesome and made a lot of, a lot of friends here. It's, it's great. I'm Dorothy. I'm a COVID baby. So I came, we've been here for two years. And uh, listen, if you've ever been vimied, I don't know if you know what I mean. There is a woman, on part of our host team, she made me feel so good when I came. Vimmy, thank you. So I, I do refer to it as being vimied. It's like the first, my favorite part of the day. My name is Amy, and uh, we came here 11 years ago, and we came from Ontario, and we were, uh, we just briefly church shop, but we really, really wanted to settle, and uh, somebody that we um, found from where my husband was teaching said, oh, you should come to Westside. It's small, but it has heart, and so we came, and we joined. My name is Marco. Uh, it's been about 12, 11 years as well that I've been at Westside. Uh, I first started coming uh, around the time where my wife and I were um, starting to, we're beginning uh, our premarital counseling and kind of we were getting into exploring faith and that's when uh, my sister-in-law introduced me to uh, Dave Manifold uh, and it's been history since then we've just built great connections and community and it's just been great. Awesome, thanks guys. So I got to know Nick, I'm, I'm adding a little bit here, don't get too worried, uh, when we were doing a treasure hunt back in the day and uh, we had to do like funny chicken dances and all sorts of crazy things, but it was a great time. Can you share a story, uh, Nick, about how you came to Westside, how you got to know us? Well, it all started actually when I was going through a really tough time in my life. And um, I was trying to search for a church to go to. And I was actually going to a church, Emmanuel Church in the East End. And my cousin uh, had friends, Frank and Anna, who actually come here. and. They were telling me, like, why are you going to the East End to church when there's one close to your house? Like, just come there. And then, and Frank's like, Nick, dude, just go to, <laughs> just go to West Side, you know? And I'm like, okay, so where is this place? And he's like, it's at Wick. So I went, and I fell in love with the place. Uh, as soon as I walked in, uh, of course, David Manifo jumped out of his seat. And just, like, I think I was, you know, he came to welcome me and, and um, after that, like, it was great. I mean, the first, the first message he gave me, I, I fell in love with it. And then I, every you message, were hooked. I was hooked. And then after that, my, my growth spiritually just continued to grow. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Amy, uh, is there a story or moment that had a significant impact uh, on your faith or life within the church? So I think um, for us, I speak for myself and my husband, um, we came to Westside from Ontario, and we had, both of us had church backgrounds. We grew up in the church, but um, there was points, my husband, his family switched many, many times, different churches, and um, on my end, um, I was a part of a church for a long time growing up, and then there was a terrible split. So both of us kind of had this instability 
growing up in the church and we really just desired to find a church to really plug in and just become a part of. And when we came here, we also just kind of felt so new and so different and we had grown up in Ontario, small farming community and we'd never lived in the city before. And so coming to Westside, it was good, but it was also hard for us. And uh, right away, we really wanted to plug in. So we plugged into our community group at the time, small groups was called community groups and that was our kind of our first push inside and it was so so good for us to make these really lasting good connections to be discipled we had young kids we were having kids at that time so that was really really good for us but we also found it difficult and it was more on our end just to feel at home and I think it was a lot of it was our backgrounds and um, and just the season of life that we had come from and we felt we found it hard, but good, but hard. And so that was kind of our season that we were in, but we just felt like God pushing us and, and telling us to stay and to, to, um, to really stay and serve and continue to be involved, even when sometimes we didn't feel like we were a part of things or we just felt different or, or something like that. So we just felt that push from God to stay and to grow with Westside. And that's been something that's really um, been really neat for us because now having been here 11 years, we can really say like, we feel that this is our home church now and to walk with a church through the seasons, through up and down through the different season, seasons in our life um, has been really good. And I think that being patient, um, being serving anyways, even when it's hard being involved has really, really, really helped us. And so I think being a part of the small groups and I was part of a mums and tots with little kids and being discipled in these different ways and being involved as much as we could has brought us to this place. And I think that God has really honored um, our decision to stay and we're so, so glad that we have. So. Well, you're, you, you certainly are a blessing to our church. So we're glad that you're here and that you decided to listen to God and stay and continue. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Dorothy. We're glad that you're here, too. I knew Dorothy from before her West Side Times, and I was super happy to see her when she walked through the door. Is there a cherished memory or experience that you've had with West Side? Truthfully, in two years, there's so many, but I think, um, listen, let me be real and transparent. This has been a really, really difficult year, and health-wise. But there are two ladies here that shared their stories and their journey with me. And uh, so, you know, like this morning when I'm singing Firm Foundation, I love that song, and I asked if I could sing it because, you know, when you sing the words, I'm standing strong on you, I've lived it, and I have to, and my faith is only in Christ, and he is so good that he brought us here for this season, so if I had to. Oh, and the peace note makes no sense. You know what I'm saying, Nick? I'm telling you. Come on, somebody. Peace that makes no sense. That's exactly what that and, is. Um, but it's so true. And so, like, when you speak to two people who are, have journeyed or, you know, journeying through some of the same experiences you have, um, it's proof of the possibility of what God can do, what God does, and what God will do. So this morning, publicly, without saying your names, thank you, thank you. I really do appreciate you being open with me, being part of the West Side community, and blessing me with your stories and giving me an opportunity to heal. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dorothy. 
All right, Marco, you're on the hot seat. What is your prayer going forward for Westside, looking so it's, forward? It's kind of echoing what everyone said. So uh, just since I've been a part of Westside, seeing the importance of community uh, and experiencing just support on different ends of, you know, through different seasons of life. Uh, so as we continue to grow, since our, our church is growing so fast, that God would just provide the location, the space that we need, um, that he provide the leadership to, to make the big decisions, to be able to continue to grow um, for volunteers, to keep stepping up, uh, and also just for our kids and kids' quest, that, you know, that seed that's being planted in them now, uh, that it would continue to grow, and that's thanks to everyone that's involved every Sunday, so that he would just continue to, to keep being the good God that, that he is and provide for us every, every week, every year. And the people said, amen. amen. Can we just encourage the people for being up here this morning? Thanks so much, guys. So I'm just going to invite uh, Marlene to come up at this point. And in our spirit of sharing and in the spirit of moving forward, she's going to talk uh, a little bit to share the story of our giving in our church. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Westside. My name is Marlene Gallant. Many of you know me, and uh, I know many of you. I was reflecting a little bit this morning as I was preparing for this to uh, look back on how many years that I've actually been here at Westside. It's been 15 years. I came to Westside in October 2008, so also at anniversary time, and have been present for 20 of the 15, uh, 15 of the 20 years celebrating and have been involved also in finances almost as long. I've witnessed how a small group that were first invited into David and Franca's home have sown seeds to the, into the community and started to grow something beautiful with God's love and his goodness. Even though they were only six people, or five and a half, because Andrew was a half at that time, he <laughs> counts for two now, their worship included song, scriptures, sermons, and even giving in their living room. Offering was an integral part of their Sabbath. Even if the numbers were small, it was never inconsequential. It was always important and never taken for granted. Each week as we give to the church, no matter how big or how small, we get to see tangible results. People's lives are changed. The money you invest in God through the local church keeps us grounded in things that are really important. And it's yours to keep forever. Your investment is into the people who God is working in. It's not just into brick and mortar. It is very importantly into people. Think about the children we saw here this morning. There are 60 plus kids that learn that Jesus is their best friend. We're not babysitting those kids. We're teaching them to know, love, and follow Jesus with their whole life. When you give, you're helping us lead children to love God, investing in the next generation that will be here for a long time. We also have students and teenagers who are making decisions to follow Christ. We have a youth program, and we have a young adults program that brings hope and encouragement to young adults, a generation that's facing significant challenges in today's world, trying to live out a faithful Christian life. 
There are seekers who are connecting with groups like Alpha, who has grown exponentially from years gone by to 60 people this year, and others who are following emotionally healthy spirituality so that they can develop deeper roots with Christ. We're helping local organizations. We're helping people. We're helping other churches locally and globally. Real ministry and mission work is happening here. Why? Because you give. What an incredible opportunity. We don't have to give. We get to give. We've evolved from a small seedling planted by Dave and Franca to a large tree with deep, strong roots in our community. We've grown from a small church plant that was sustainable with a modest budget within four years, continuing throughout the first decade with modest staff and resources until such time as we felt strong enough around year 15 to risk a lease and renovate this space that required raising our whole annual budget twice in one year, we, where we had a major capital campaign. We took a risk, and to God's glory, a strong foundation has been built. Over the years, your financial gifts have allowed us to meet in homes, chalets, school cafeterias, theaters, and now this beautiful location we can call home. We've prayed on prayer walks, in trucks, U-Haul, conference rooms, online, and now in this beautiful gathering space. We've partnered with schools, building relationships with teachers, parents, and kids. We've been involved in breakfast programs, lunch programs, organized Friday night activities, prepared crafts, outings, barbecues, and so on, all supported through your generosity. There's no corporations, associations, any other thing behind this but the people here and your generosity. We volunteered at West Island Mission to prepare and deliver food baskets, Christmas baskets. We partnered with Revenue Canada to have tax clinics for the under-resourced. We were God's local and living presence to many people. And we prayed that our connections would help people draw closer to a relationship with Jesus. We've supported mission both locally and globally. We've grown over the years in both God's provision and our stewardship. We've seen our gatherings grow exponentially since COVID. We continue to plant seeds, connect people and families to a growing relationship with Christ. We want you to know that we do our utmost to honor God with your gifts and generosity. We have strong stewardship principles and guidelines that ensure that as you steward your gifts, we steward those. We give, we save, and we spend wisely. We work tirelessly to plan for emergencies, contingencies, growth, new staff, new ministries, and prayerfully thanking God for how he's not only protected us, but he has worked miracles over the last 20 years. I was reminded this week in Bible study that Jesus accepted a young boy's humble lunch of five barley loaves and two fish and performed the miracle of multiplying to feed the 5,000. On this day, a child in the crowd had more faith than Jesus' own disciples. The scripture doesn't mention any concern about his gift not being enough. He just gave what little he had and Jesus made it enough for the multitude. How can we follow that? Be willing to share what you have, even if it seems insignificant, knowing that God is a multiplier of gifts 
and your willingness to share your resources just might lead to unexpected blessings you would never even imagine. Think back to the group of six that Franca and David had in their living room. Perhaps the giving on their first Sunday wasn't even enough to buy five loaves of bread and two fish. Fast forward to 2023. God has blessed us with this amazing place to meet and worship Jesus. He encouraged all of our ministry and missions work. He blesses our children, our youth, our young adults, our families, singles, seniors, ministry leaders, pastors, and our leadership team. For by grace you have been saved. The nature of God is abundance and generosity. We don't always have control over everything that presents itself to us in life, but we do have influence over the things that we attend to. We can train ourselves to think of the kingdom of God first before we think of worldly things. We can show gratitude to God for the goodness of his gifts to us, and then we can share that goodness with the church, knowing full well that giving is a form of worship and stewardship is a way of life. Giving and growing spiritually are intrinsically linked. Your gifts fuel the church and facilitate the expansion of God's kingdom. Sometimes when you give, you might feel it's not seen, but it is noticed. It's not public, but it is appreciated. We are so grateful for everyone who gives because you make all of this seen and unseen possible. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for helping people far from Christ experience new life. Who knows, we may have future missionaries, pastors, church leaders, business leaders, skilled tradespeople, moms and dads that are investing, that we are investing in today that will take their spirituality out into the world tomorrow and they're going to bless others. In all humility, we want to thank you for investing in their lives. As I reminisce and savor God's work over the last 20 years, I would use these three words to depict our journey. Help, thanks, and wow. <laughs> Help us, God, grow this small church plant to your glory. Thank you, God, for working in the hearts of everyone in our community and supporting us as we grow into the church that you desire us to be. And wow, God, we know that you're up to something magnificent. Please, may we all be a part of it. Generosity is choosing to practice grace with others. May you be encouraged by Westside's story of receiving grace and generosity. How often is our own spiritual story parallel with this? I know my did. I started with help. Thank you. Wow. God, you are truly at work in our individual lives and our community. If God is working in your heart today, would you please consider a gift of offering and recognition and thanks for all he has done in your life and in the last 20 years and more so in anticipation for all that he's going to do in the future. Thank you all so very much for everything that you do for this community. Thanks, Marlene. So over the years, many Westsiders have uh, come and gone, and so we have a special video to celebrate their time with us. They continue to be with us um, in thinking with us, so I just point you to the screens so that you can continue to enjoy. Hi, we're, we're in the, the Seaverts. I'm Stan. I'm Josh. Michelle. 
Jack. Stan and I were a part of Westside from 2008 to 2012. Um, and I served as the director of Kids Quest for most of our time there. And we absolutely loved being a part of the community. Um, in fact, the way that Westside does community um, together really shaped our understanding of how the church should love one another. Um, I remember the very first day that we visited and we left, we were walking to our car and we both looked at each other and said, that's how church should be done. Um, the real genuine love you have for one another and anyone who walks through the door is evident and rich. We're thankful for Westside and the time that we had to spend there. We miss the church and our prayer is that there's another 20 years for you guys or up until Dave is even more gray. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary, Westside! <laughs> Bye! Happy, Happy anniversary. anniversary! Hello, Westside, this is Luis. Veronica. Rebecca. Luisito. We arrived at Westside on a Good Friday on March 2008. This means 15 years ago. We were newcomers to Montreal and uh, Westside had turned out to be a huge blessing to us. Back then, Westside was quite small, maybe uh, 30 to 40 people, including a few children. Our journey serving at Westside began when we took over the media team from Natalia, who was expecting Jeremy. Um, we did this for two years um, before joining other uh, ministries like, like Kids Quest, Counting, and then Luis joined the leadership team where he served for five years. We have countless memories from our time at Westside and it will be difficult to tell them all in one minute. Uh, one thing that we can tell is that Westside feel like home every time that we visit Canada. We miss you and we keep you in our prayers. May the Lord give us many more years to celebrate. Westside, Westside, we're so excited that it's your birthday. We get to send you greetings. We're the Hodges. I'm Jonathan and JJ for those of who knew me from way back in the day. And, and I'm my, Victoria. And this is my wife, Victoria. <laughs> We're so excited to be sharing. I'm so excited that it's your birthday today. Um, we send you blessings. Um, one of the ways that Westside has impacted us over the years is through uh, this, the generosity and faithful, steadfast influence in the community. Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot. I mean, we learned so much from Mike and Sue Nardoza and and Barbara Gagne, and David and Franca, the Zotties. You know, there's so many just quality people present at the core, the Colantonios. Noah and Jeremy, what's up, man? You felt like my kids for a bunch of years. And then it's just the way to see, like, the way Kids Quest has grown over the years through the likes, the faithful influence of, of Cindy David, or even Natalia Colantonio, or Amy Eason, or Amy Van Dorkers go. There's just go down the list of people who have given themselves over to, to see this thing advance in the kingdom of God, just glorified in our midst. It's just been amazing. It was amazing to just um, experience that as a couple. Yeah, and I saw Jonathan, not one of my favorite memories is one time when I was helping with worship and we are about to close up and just looking out and knowing everyone's stories and things they were going through and seeing them worship wholeheartedly anyways really touched me and it's something I think about often because it really is an honor that we got to be a part of a church that worshiped through everything so I think that's our blessing and prayer for you that may continue to be a church that no matter what just keeps on worshiping because it's pretty amazing what you guys bring to the table amen amen one last shout out to the Mo Shavers and the crazy kids
Happy Let's birthday, Westside. We miss you. We love you and enjoy your day. Happy birthday. All right, Ivan and Janice, they're making their way up here. They're going to share a little bit of a story with you as well. Good morning, West Side. So excited to be here. Somebody waving at Janice, like usual. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how we got here. Uh, 13 years ago, we started to come West Side. We were involved in another church off island for about 12 years. Janice and I were really involved in the church. We have served in different ministries. And my last ministry out there was part of the leadership team. And after my term finished, I felt something from God talking to me, nudging at my heart that was questioning, you know, what was next for us as a couple, as a family. And we had already two kids were gone and we had still had our youngest daughter, uh, Melissa, who was 16. And at one point, Melissa came to us and said, you know, she's, we starting to see that she was less and less interested to go to church. And then she said, I heard about this church in the West Island called uh, Westside meets at WIC, you know, and I've got two friends are there, and maybe I'll be interested to go. And many people know my first ministry always starts in the home. My kids is my first ministry, and after that, I can take care of other ministry. And when your 16-year-old said, I still want to go to church, Daddy said, yes, when do you want to go? So <laughs> we end up here, you know. So a long time ago, huh, Janice? Your turn. So uh, we were really involved in the church that we were at. We were, had been there maybe 12, 13 years. Yeah, yeah. And um, we knew everybody. I mean, we were comfortable there. It felt good. But we really sensed God telling us to go somewhere else. So when Melissa came to us and said that there was this church, and I'd never heard of Westside Gathering before, she said, I really want to go there. And we said, OK. Well, check it out. And we arrive at West Island College. And I'm a little shy. I'm a little nervous. I don't know anybody. I walk in, and it's chaos. <laughs> it's absolute chaos. <laughs> so they, they usually meet in the cafeteria, and they couldn't for some reason. So they were scrambling, and so they're fixing the gym up. and. I walked in, I went, what is this? And we walked into the gym, and there's no chairs. There's like a little bench in the front. So they guide, and they, they're really nice. I got to say, they were really nice. And so we, they seat us at this bench in the front. You know, you're kind of, your knees are kind of in, you know, your benches. And we sat down, and we started to worship. And Jonathan Manifo was worshiping, um, leading worship at the time. And so that was confusing because David and Jonathan like look exactly like really a lot alike. So anyway, but um, we just left there when we went. Wow! In the chaos, it was uh, God's presence was really strong, and the people were friendly, and we just both had a sense that the spirit of God 
was telling us to stay. And we were, it was a young church as far as the, con like we were ancient. And, and there was really, we were the oldest people there. And, Almost. And uh, my daughter who wanted us to be there, there was only like two teenagers going. So, but she really sensed the presence of God at that church too. And so she grew at that church and we grew at this church and, and we've never looked back. Yeah, well, yeah. for a short period of time. Well, we, well, yeah, you can tell that I'll story. I'll tell you that. It, we, you can tell that story. That moment, matter of fact, in that moment in the gym, I called beauty in the chaos because we felt God, you know, we felt a church that was true, genuine, okay, and we really felt God's presence. So as we had served a lot, Janice and I decided to take a break for a while. We said, you know what, we're going to rest, we're going to think about ourselves, you know, regenerate, you know, uh, in God and so on. There's a caveat to that. After probably six, eight months, Janice and I, after summer, we start questioning, is it really our church? Because we were not connecting. We we're not connecting, not because of the church, because we were not connecting. We were not getting involved in our time of saying, we're going to rest and we're going to try to learn what's happening in the church. At that point, we realized the problem is not the church. The problem was us. So as soon as the sign up came up, you know, uh, Amy talked about small group, community groups. They said, let's sign up. We signed up. We had an incredible team, you know, an incredible team we built uh, in our group, you know, with friendship. And it was good and developed, you know, solid relationship after that. And the other thing we did, Andrew mentioned that earlier, we talked about the church retreat. And this was, I think, the point where we connected with the people in the church. That's where we got to take time, not just, I always say the high and bye. You come to church, say hi, then you leave, you say bye, and that's it. That's the weekend we took the time to connect individually, develop solid friendship with other people, and we realized we had created our own problem, but now we said we need to connect and develop since then. You know, in the last 13 years, great relationship, you know, a real, and we call Westside definitely our family church, our church. Even if we move away two years ago, we move even further away from the church, we said there's no way we're going anywhere else. This is our home, this is where we want to be. My suggestion, recommendation for people, if you, were in the, if you are in the same boat, you're on the line waiting and see what's gonna happen, we are here to help you connect. But you have also to make a step. So if you want, you know, you want to be part of this family, you want to be part of it and just grow, talk to somebody, talk to the leadership, come to, the welcome team is there, you know, I know some of them. So just go see these people. We're gonna help you connect. This is what we want you. We want this church to be your church, your family church. Again, Great thank you, David Franca. You know, amazing, amazing. My, the strength we get, you know, it's watching both of you, the dedication, the faith, you know, to follow God. You know, he called you to that and you followed him. That's a real testimony to all of us here. And that's when we're called. We're called to serve. We're called to get involved. We're called to have fellowship with others and serve God's call. That's the only recommendation I can say. Again, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thanks, guys, for sharing. 
All right, at this point, we have some awesome people who are going, who are basically the pillars of the beginning of our church. Can we welcome Pastor Dave and Franca up to the stage? Hey everybody, if you're wondering why there's blue couches here, thank Flavia and Karina. They, they knew that when we had started this church years ago, there was blue couches in our living room. Now they're in the garbage because they got really ripped because so many people use them. Um, but uh, so these, these blue chairs uh, are a good reminder of that. So my, we wanted to just share a few reflections with you guys. We're so grateful to be here. I also just, you know, we're so thankful for this 20th event team that put this together. Uh, Flavia, um, Ivan, Daria, Anna, Karina, Christina, and all the people they worked with incredibly. Our, our worship team, uh, our host, um, our AV team just did so much work today. Our Kids Quest team, you don't realize all the work they've been trying to like just, they, they, were, they, were, they wanted to be ready to host 100 kids today. And so uh, we're getting 70 to 80 on Sundays. They're like, you know what? We're going to work things out to try and welcome 70, uh, 100 kids today. So they work super hard. And uh, Caitlin with the website and Josh on video and our staff and leadership team, finance team. It's so incredible. I just, I'm just, I wanted to say thank you for every one of those people involved because, um, uh, yeah, this is what the church is about. It's, it's God using people. So, but we'll share some reflections. Franca, you want to start? Good morning, Westside. Um, so my husband asked me to come up and share. <laughs> and so when he asked me, I said no. That's what most people me. say the first time anyways. <laughs> he asked me again and then again. And so I said, you know what, let me think about it. And I did. And um, I thought I'd come up here and share. And um, after refusing multiple times. <laughs> Uh, but then I wondered, how am I going to share? How am I going to, what do I share? And then I thought, well, there's all these questions circulating leading up to the 20th. So let me, let me take one, some of those questions and I can share from my heart. So when I was thinking about my most cherished memories, um, Andrew mentioned it. And of course, it would have to be family retreats. Those were the bomb. <laughs> they were... <laughs> So fun. How many of you here have been on a family retreat? I'm really curious. Not enough people. <laughs> and so we would, we would, and there's stories of people like just um, not knowing anyone at Westside and then saying, oh, family retreat coming up, and they're like, oh, let me just join a family retreat. And that's where the friendship and the bond started. So we need to plan more family retreats. And the reason for that, actually, we had one planned for March 2020. Remember that? We all know what happened March 2020. March 2020 never happened. So the whole year was canceled. Uh, so we need to bring retreats back. The, the problem with organizing a retreat is that we've grown since 2020. So it is really hard to find a place that accommodates this many people with almost 100 kids. <laughs> so we got to figure that out. So if there's anyone here, I'm putting it out there, that's really good at organizing stuff like that, let's make it happen. That's the first, that's one of my biggest memories was the fun, 
that we used to have, the eating together. Guys, we used to eat three times a day together, like breakfast, lunch, and supper. The games that we used to play, I remember Sean Brown, who I think I saw organizing all kinds of youth games with the youth, and we'd go spy on them to see what they were doing. It's so fun. And don't, don't play, um, uh, what's, what are the games? What, what's the, the, the jelly bean games? Never play that in flu season. In flu season? Just letting you know, everybody catches the flu. <laughs> Anyways, that's oh, it. Is that what yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> jelly bean game, and people ate them. They shouldn't have, but they got sick. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think I would have to say any event that allowed Westsiders to come together for an extended period of time has brought and that have brought us so much closer have been absolutely amazing for us. Um, to renovating this space, like renovating this space, like when we got this space. It was just an empty shell. And to see what, um, what it's become, like from, from putting up walls, to plastering these walls, to painting these walls, to putting up the baffles, to getting the chair, like everything that's in here was done with love and by the people who come here. Uh, the floor, the epoxy floor, it was like a bunch of guys from here, like with those funny shoes, it was, it's, <laughs> but bonds were being built, like memories were being built, which are absolutely amazing. Um, when I think of how I've gotten to serve uh, at Westside over the past 20 years, and yes, starting from our home, and uh, buying a lot of snacks, <laughs> and uh, always trying to make my home a place where people can find Jesus. Um, was an absolute blessing for me. So starting from our home to uh, the chalet, we lived in Laval, so we used to drive out here, and we used to set up, and our kids' ministry was where um, people would go to the chalet to change their skates. In the basement, yeah. In the basement. And, well, my kid was in there, so I'm like, hey, if I can put my kid in there, <laughs> guys, it's safe. And our kids' quest leaders were amazing. And they decorated the place every Sunday with a monthly theme. Like, the walls were completely decorated. And then our, our nursery was Julia, my daughter, and um, Josie, Harder, in the back of the chalet. And that was a playpen. <laughs> that was our nursery. <laughs> um, so... Back then, it would be, uh, so I, was, uh, I would take care of the welcome team, and uh, I would serve in Kids Quest every once in a while. I'd take care of the nursery. Uh, and then from there, we ended up at WIC. Mm -hmm. And at WIC, I got to serve in kids ministry. I got to be part of the welcome team, and I served on that. Uh, we did Flipside. I don't know if any of you remember what Flipside is. Flipside used to be a monthly event that we used to run at a local school. And we used to invite community kids out to that. And it was fantastic. And the school allowed us to even teach Jesus. It was quite beautiful, actually, because um, the group of kids that would come out uh, really needed that. And so did the parents. And uh, that was such a fun time. And then there was Mom and Tots. Mom and Tots, I, I ran Mom and Tots till Andrew was in grade seven. And I'm like, I think I need to pass this on. <laughs> but I remember um, Mom and Tots, and I remember I used to first run it out of my house. We didn't have a location. 
and it would, was out of my house, so I would even put it in the newspaper, the local newspaper, the mom and tots come out, join us. And I had some people come that were not part of our community that would just hear it and needed it. And I remember Stephanie Watley calling me and asking me about mom and tots, and she showed up with Aiden. Aiden was a baby. Stephanie Watley came to mom and tots by bus in the coolest orange hunter rain boots. I was so jealous of. <laughs> and she would come to mom and tots with Aiden, and we have been friends ever since. And I'm so grateful for, that, for those times because later on, we got to serve in youth ministry together. And pre-COVID, um, Stephanie and I, for a short period of time, ran youth ministry. And what a blessing that was. It was, it was um, at first I got to be a part of youth ministry with Sean Brown, and that was a great season for me because I learned a lot. And then the, the last year, just pre-COVID, as Stephanie and I took it on for a while, I really got to connect with the youth group and be part of small groups with them. And I got to minister to them and they ministered to me and the connections I started to see them build were just amazing because I see them continuing into them being young adults and the connections they've made, I think, are gonna be lifelong friends. And so I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of that. Um, the last memory that I really, that was crazy, was last April, the whole power outage. That was like, I think everybody in this neighborhood lost power, and Dave and I live up the street. We all lost power, but there was power here. <laughs> so we, we tried to communicate as much as we could with Westsiders and with, even within the community to like come out, charge your phones, grab some pizza, we'll make some whatever snacks we had, and people brought food. We got to hang out in the youth room around couches, just hanging out, and we had nowhere to go. Everything was like, there was no power anywhere. So those were really fun memories. Again, it's any extended time that we got to be together. Those were fantastic. Then the question was like, who, I started thinking, who were the people who influenced and inspired me? And my answer would have to be every, person over the years that have walked through West Side Doors wanting to discover the beauty of Jesus. And they trusted us with their, faith, with their faith journey. Just like Stephanie trusted us or me when she came to Mom and Tots, walking into a space, I was just talking to someone earlier, where you don't know anybody, it takes, um, it takes a posture of trusting what's on the other side. So, um, not only have have they inspired and influ not only have they uh, not only have I been inspired by them, but I've been so influenced by their willingness to learn, grow, and trust. Also, those Westsiders that have been following Jesus for a very long time and carry the same posture of learning, growing, and trusting. Um, this is a constant reminder to me that if ever I feel like I've moved past. Uh, or I've moved on from any one of these three things, then I'm no longer hearing the voice of God and discerning him. Then as I reflect on how Westside has helped me grow, I remember how I've grown in trusting God over the years. From the moment I said yes, or the moment we said yes to God, 
to church planting, which again, I was very fearful at the beginning. I didn't know what church planting meant. Um, it made no sense to me. Who starts churches? Why, why would people do that? Like, aren't they just always there? Like, so the thought of starting a church and it would just be us was, mm, I don't know if we, <laughs> to at some point we're like, well, if God's calling us to it, how hard could it be? To me immediately realizing in no time that none of this is possible if he didn't go before us. And none of this is still possible if we, if we don't fully trust him. Mm-hmm. Then as I continued to reflect, I realized trusting him didn't start with Westside. It started with learning and even practicing to trust him as a teenager and young adult. Learning to trust God when you're young allows you to trust God with greater things as your faith and your relationship grows with him. Planting a church with David Manifold as a teenager, a young adult, never crossed my mind. But what was on my radar was that God was bigger than me, and I wanted him to use me for his kingdom, and I wanted to be his hands and feet in this world. So what Westside has taught me, and I continue to learn, are my very own limits. How I'm limited in my own abilities, and how it's still about trusting God with his church. None of this happened because of Dave and I, because God is going to do what he needs to do for his kingdom. If we're willing to be a part of what God is asking us, then we can be a part of the impossible. This week, as I was reading my devotions, I came across these words. The Christian life cannot mature merely with highlights. It is this long obedience in the same direction, which the mood of the world is so much to discourage. So it's a lifelong learning how to look up and trust Jesus in every circumstance, learning to discern his voice in a world that is always shouting at you. There are no shortcuts. Hebrews 13.5 in the message says, I'll never let you down, never walk off and leave you. He never said church planting was going to be easy, but he did say he would never leave us. Here's a little insert for our young people. Practice trusting Jesus. He's called us all to obedience and trusting him with our whole life, not just parts of it, our whole life. Remember, there are no shortcuts in learning this. You need to keep looking up and remember and believe that your creator is walking with you. So practice trusting him and learn to discern his voice in a very noisy world. God bless you. Frank is one person that I'm so grateful for. She's brought wisdom, realism, reality, <laughs> um, good boundaries uh, in, in our life, and uh, definitely love and clarity in so many ways. And our kids often got and get sometimes the raw end of the stick being pastor's kids. Um, but they've also been part of something really beautiful over the years, and uh, I'm so grateful for that. 
I've, I've often lived with a gnawing feeling from day one that everything will just crumble. And uh, I still live with that thought. <laughs> but I figure we're still around for 20 years, and so um, there, God, is, God has been with us. And, um, but I, I, just, just one or two memories really briefly is one is my son being two years old, being part of a group of five as we're starting this church in our living room in Laval with blue couches. And he's sitting on the steps going up to our kitchen. And, um, and he just became like part of the group, you know? He became part of this church. And, uh, and my wife would always bug me because I would say how many, roughly how many people were. She's like, well, the kids count too. And so uh, Andrew, from that, that early stages, reminded me of, those, of just that beauty of that. And uh, he's, he's, he's had some tough times being a pastor's kid uh, because I got caught up with stuff. But I'm so grateful that him and my daughter, Julia, have been able to learn to trust Jesus. Enzo, who uh, is Louise's husband, he came one evening. It was, he was super tired at the end of work. He wasn't going to show up. He showed up, and we all knew he was tired. You know, it was in his voice, in his posture. And then we started our group together that night. We're talking about this white sheet of paper and what God might do in, in us and write a story in our lives. And uh, Enzo, at the end of that night, said, man, I'm so glad I didn't just go home. Um, because I needed to hear this idea that God's writing a story with our lives. And it reminded me that he's still writing a story with our lives, and he's writing a story with all of our lives. And whether you've been here for six months or six years or 20 years, uh, he's doing that. And um, that's, that's been part of just a memory that came to mind. And you guys, you know, heard Janice and Ivan speak, but, you know, when we showed up that day at our school rental, the, renting the school has its ups and downs and uh, a lot of surprises. And we showed up, they messed up our schedule. So we showed up to a, a cafeteria full of desks already set up and zero chairs available to us that day because we had the week off before, but we, it got all messed up. So we're like, what do we do? And typical to a church when you stand around with a group of people and say, hey guys, what do you think we should do? 30% say, this is nuts, just call everybody tell them to not come and let's show up at McDonald's. Another 30% say, uh, well, maybe we could figure something out somewhere else. And another 30% say, let's do it, you know? And uh, being the ever optimist that I am, I was with this 30%. I'm like, let's do it. And so we figured out how to drag everything to the, to the gym. And we had guests that day like Janice and Ivan, and we thought, these people will never stick around. Um, <laughs> this was so chaotic. Um, but, but God's so faithful. And every crew, every, from the early crew with faith and every crew and part of our church ever since, uh, ministry leaders, partners, our staff, you know, Kelly and, and Kersan, our leadership team, um, incredible. Just, I'm just so grateful for that. But I just will leave you with one verse. And I promise you I'm not going to like preach long because that's not the point. But one verse, Psalm 1 verse 3 has this line in it. And it says, it talks about a person who is learning to trust God's word, but then this person is like a tree planted by streams of living water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever they do prospers. I love that verse because I think about a tree and how a tree is rooted in soil and how a tree needs the streams that come by that will, will feed this tree and, and allow it to grow. And, uh, and, and so, so this tree needs to be rooted in something needs the soil, that needs the stream, but this tree also grows in maturity and capacity and how much fruit it can, can you know, produce and the size and the texture. And what's so cool about this tree is, and all trees, they never stay the same. There's no tree that you look at today that's exactly the same as it was a year ago. 
Because it, it check, its texture has changed, its bark has grown, um, the trunk has grown. There's different branches that have come out. And so that reminds me that this tree is like reaching out. Because, I don't know about you, but trees on my lot, they, like, they love the sun. So they grow towards the sun. And you see branches come out and leaves come out. And you notice that trees are always reaching forward. And the shade that trees provide over the year actually grow. Like over the years, it grows to benefit people. And so this, the trees, are, they're rooted deep down in soil, but they're also reaching up and they're reaching outwards. And that's what just the thought I had as I was, we were going to celebrate today, that we're like a tree like that. And the Apostle Paul this, prays this prayer that has been like our North Star since we started, and we probably use, you know, teach through it once a year. Um, and it's Ephesians 3. And there's two lines in it. The one line in it, Paul prays that we or the church would be rooted and established in love. That's, when we say love, we mean God's love expressed in Jesus, experienced by the Holy Spirit. That we're rooted and established in love. We're rooted in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We proclaim the cross, the resurrection, the ascension, and Pentecost. And we're rooted in ex our experiences as a church. We're rooted in the experience we heard from all of us. And uh, the good ones, the bad ones, the ones that shape us, the ones that we hear God's voice and say, stick it through, like Amy heard, or Ivan and Janice, oh, we got to lean in. And we're rooted in these experiences. That's what it means to be part of the church. We're rooted and established in love. But that tree, like that tree, we're, like a tree, we're never done. Like we could be rooted, but we're not done. Trees keep growing and trees keep reaching up and out. And so here's my heart. As, as we reflect on the rootedness we have in God's love expressed in Jesus, experienced by the Holy Spirit, and the, the experiences we've had. Paul says this at the end of the prayer. He says, now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. We're rooted, but we're reaching. That God will do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. That includes discipling one another in Jesus, it includes inviting others to explore who Jesus is. It includes communion with Christ, community with each other. It includes, you know, being and sharing good news in our culture, our secular culture. But here's ultimately what it means. It means that we, we, gonna, we need to adjust our sails every year, every little while. We've got to adjust our sails. Where is God's spirit moving and how do we move in that way? Um, we adjusted our sales this fall to accommodate a growing alpha ministry and interest. And it was, it was the plan, but not exactly that plan. And we're like, oh, okay, let's adjust our sales. And that means reviewing our strategies and our stewardship and our systems and responding to waves that God brings us from season to season. And I, that's my heart as, as we just you know, come to a close of this celebration today, that we remember we're rooted, we're rooted and established in God's love expressed in Jesus. But we're always called out of that rootedness in the soil and streams of God's love and grace and the cross and the gospel, we're always reaching out. We're reaching upwards and we're reaching outward. And so, and here's the beautiful thing. Like, you know, we're 20 years old. If you're 20, you know that you're, you're like, I, I, got, I, got a, I still got life ahead of me, right? And, uh, and I, I, I feel like that's who we are. And here in DDO, they've, over the last two years, they've planted new trees everywhere. And if you go by the trees, they're just these little 
thin things right now with a lot of protection around them so nobody breaks them or they don't fall. Uh, but if you walk through some of the neighborhoods and you walk through Centennial Park, there's some humongous trees that were planted 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Now, if we want to go have a picnic around one of those little trees on the side of Salaberry, it's going to be pretty pathetic. There's no shade, doesn't feel good, the tree's so small. But if we walk into Centennial Park and we're three or four families or a group of 20 or 30 people, we can all kind of fit around the tree and experience its shade. And that's the beauty of a tree as it grows. God wants to keep growing our capacity that others will experience shade. What I mean is life in Christ and hope in Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message helps guide you on your spiritual journey of discovering the life and message of Jesus. We update this podcast weekly, so why not hit subscribe and journey with us? Who are we? Westside Gathering is a local church in the West Island of Montreal. We're a simple community of faith where we want you to feel welcome, even if you're not into church or religion. We meet every Sunday, but you can also find smaller groups, environments, and resources for all ages between Sundays. Find out more at westsidegathering.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, ask for help, or let us know how we can pray for you. If you'd like to contribute financially, just go to westsidegathering.com forward slash giving. Until next time, peace.